0: Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Patricia Sands is an award-winning author who lives uh, just north of Toronto, but her heart's other home is in the south of France. She's a voracious photographer, reader, and traveler, and is so delighted that the pandemic has finally abated enough to allow her to get back to her beautiful south of France, where she gets to lead, at least once a year, a 16-woman tour that goes on for 12 days of that beautiful part of our world. Patricia has written the award-winning novel that came out in 2010, which was for her debut, The Bridge Club. 12 years later, it is still a book club favorite. She has written multiple books, uh, all of which take place in the south of France, all of which are award winners. She is currently working on a novella, which is going to be part of a nine-book series. We'll talk about that. And she has just released this amazing new book, called the secrets we hide patricia thank you what a beautiful cover hold it up so this is a brand new book for you um i had the very great privilege of uh reading the advanced reader copy and i thank you for that so before we talk about the book specifically though The Secrets We Hide. What is the secret to getting seven books, I think it is out, in 12 years plus additional writing? What is the secret to that, Patricia? (laughs) Well, I don't
1: really think there's a secret. And actually this is book number nine. Now I'm more humbled. (laughs) Uh, But some of those are novellas. Oh. (laughs) uh, You know, uh, they're only half as big and um i don't know i mean there really isn't a secret you just you just start writing and keep writing
0: That's you are so pro- you are so prolific you're one of the authors i reached out to and you by the way are the first person who's ever been a return visitor on the storytellers so thank i you. wanted i wanted to thank you for that you've had so much going on but you're one of the authors i reached out to very early on to say how do i live in this authoring world and how do i make myself successful and i loved your response to me which i have a little note over my desk and i think your comment to me yes i think your comment was something like you work really really hard for decades and then you become an overnight success (laughs) yes and i have to say that i can't
1: take the credit for that uh quote because i've heard it from several people through the years, you know, who have uh, uh, written for years, and uh, then all of a sudden, put one book out there that just kind of got them right out there in the world. And, uh, and I think that's it, you know, but every once in a while, you talk to somebody who has their debut novel, and has uh, taken them on a fantastic journey.
0: I think our books definitely do that. Our, Our books have taken us in places we could never, ever imagine. And that's one of the things I love about being an author. Your new book, The Secrets We Hide, takes all of your readers into a totally different direction. I have read it. I describe it as powerful, delightful, sad, impactful, uplifting, deeply human and very, very different. Would you talk a little bit about The Secrets We Hide? I'd be happy to. Um, The the story itself actually started off
1: as a novella about eight years ago. And uh, it was part of an Amazon Worlds project. And an author by the name of Toby Neal, who still writes wonderful books, had a series set in Honolulu, a, a female detective uh, was her protagonist. And uh, she invited other authors through this Amazon project to contribute stories about secondary characters. And the secondary character she invited me to write about was actually the father of her protagonist. So that was the first time that I met um, this a Japanese male in, in his 60s Uh, who had grown up in Honolulu, but with a very strongly traditional Japanese upbringing and a tremendous uh, set of values. And uh, so that story always stayed with me. And then during the pandemic, I was, you know, considering various um, projects and thought that I would go back and revisit that character and perhaps take his story and build it out into a novel, which is essentially what I've done. And uh, there were times when I wondered why I was doing it. And uh, and then there were other times when I was really glad that I was doing it. And uh, I think one of the like, comments that I made to you once was that, Um, It was really interesting for me to write a story about a male protagonist dealing with the same sort of um, similar, at least similar family issues that many women would face. And plenty of stories have been written about how women have, uh, you know, dealt with family issues, marital issues, issues with their children that are similar to the ones that Kato Tanaka has to deal with in this story. Um, but I think it's an interesting viewpoint to look at it from a, a male perspective instead of a female. And uh, uh, that required a lot of uh, thinking and research and you know, putting myself into a different pair of shoes a lot of the time to uh, understand exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it, how he was doing it. But in the end, I think it worked out. And I'm really happy with the um, early reviews that are popping up on Goodreads and BookBub. And, and um, it really uh, is, is heartwarming to uh, to see how this man's approach to life has uh, affected
0: readers. It's so you know you are such a beautiful storyteller. I, I loved the opportunity to switch from your first book, which is largely um, I was going to say an American book, but you're a Canadian author, so but it's a North American feel to that book. And then we you bring us to France, and in this book you do you make us all have a shift point a shifted point of view and we also learn so much you know we had you do the immense research which had to be a huge stretch because so much of your other work is in the south of france here we're in a whole different world with a male character why did you go into that depth because you bring us back and forth to japan as well in your book Mm -hmm. well i had already already done a lot of research
1: when the story first uh, was a novella with a different character. Um, So I had a lot of that to work with. And I'm very fortunate in that I have um, a wonderful Japanese friend and uh, she read along with me as I was writing. I'd send her, you know, chunks of the manuscript and she was a tremendous resource in terms of helping me uh, understand a Japanese male perspective, and also a lot of the uh, very uh, solid traditions of Japanese life. Uh, So I I have her to thank for so much of the information and understanding that I was able to put into into the story. And also just coincidentally, she is also a PhD nurse um, on the particular topic of mental health. So she was like this, just this wonderful bonanza of of uh, knowledge and uh, could, you know, talk to me about how I was writing uh, Hannah, his wife's personality and her Um, the challenges that she faced with the uh, mental illness that she uh, had and which she eventually, you know, really took over her life. And I also had another great resource in the author, Barbara Claypool White, who has written several novels uh, that feature characters with uh, very strongly established uh, mental health challenges, and uh, so I spent a lot of time talking to Barbara to to make sure that I was getting it right. I didn't want to write things about this woman's behavior that just were not possible. So she was a wonderful uh, help in saying to me, no, you're right, that can happen, that does happen. Um, it could happen in that family.
0: You so, take us to some amazing places, Patricia, and I think the whole um, concept of mental illness within a family is is very poignant. Um, I frequently say about cancer, if somebody in the family has cancer, everybody gets cancer, you know, in that it, it's so impactful to our lives. And you also, <laughs> though, deal with this um, heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching experience between uh mothers and daughters and fathers and daughters and and that's that was a very strong thread as well and, and so sensitively dealt with
1: well thank you and and those were really hard parts to write you know very emotionally challenging and um uh I just had to really, you know, some days just sit there and cry. You know, as you do when you get involved with your characters and, and things happen. And, you, you know, you see them coming in your story. You know that's part of your plan. But then when you actually have
0: to write about it, um,
1: it's not easy.
0: That was something I wanted to explore with you because this seemed like a challenge, a stretch, a really demanding exercise that you want on. It doesn't feel like that as a reader, it is seamless and beautiful. But was this much harder for you to write?
1: Uh, yes, I think it was. I, I think it was the most uh, challenging story that I've written. And uh, and I also have to thank uh, my amazing editor, Tiffany Yates Martin. Who uh, you know? I just I knew Tiffany through various author and you know reader groups, and and uh, and I knew that she had done a lot of work for other author friends of mine, and a lot of editing for Lake Union, uh, you know, through whom I've published four books, and uh, so it was a challenge. Uh, hiring her as an editor and knowing what was going to be ahead of me in terms of uh, very hard work on my part. Um, And and this is the beauty uh, for authors of working with, you know, good reputable editors, you know, that in the end, your work is going to be that much better. Because they're able to, you know, take a different perspective as they dive into your manuscript and look at it and see what is needed and what is missing or what you have too much of, uh, you know, all of those things that when you learn that from them uh, could only improve the end product.
0: It's both a humbling and exciting process, I find. <laughs> Very humbling, yes. <laughs> you know, you, you find yourself kicking yourself at, how could you have done that? You know, it was so obvious in your head and it just doesn't come across on the page or, you know, they get into their red car and get out of their blue car. You know, it's there's the things that we just don't see when we're in the moment, but I love, how attached you know you are to Cato and his whole family. You bring us emotionally a, a whole range of places, and you also bring us right back to France, which I <laughs> I loved that you did it um, because it connected me to the rest of your work. Why did you do it? Because it could have it didn't ha- you didn't have to go to France. No, no, I didn't. But
1: uh, but you know me. Um... Uh, if there's an opportunity uh, to be there, I'm not going to miss it. And uh, so it, it was a surprise to me that as I was, as I got to that part of the book, um, it was kind of a surprise to me that
0: that that's uh, that's where we ended up. <laughs> well, it was a surprise to me as well, but I absolutely loved it. And I thought, i'm glad it was a surprise to you because i thought oh i wonder if she's just trying to stay within her brand if you will so i love that it was a surprise but i love that it's also just part of who you are and that photography you're such an amazing photographer and that photography plays in for both of uh two of the characters i I don't want to say two of the lead characters but Mm -hmm. two of the characters Mm -hmm. you did something too that i think is a stretch for authors i know that in my own work I write characters of different colors, different uh, identities. And I use my beta readers to make sure I do that um, as authentically and honestly as possible. And it sounds like you did the same thing. Are you at all concerned about writing now in a culture that's not your culture or in a voice that isn't your voice? Um, uh,
1: CONCERNED? No. Um, uh, Intimidated? Yes. Uh, and that's why I really had to make sure that what I was saying was well-researched and backed up by, for example, my Japanese friend who who grew up in the same culture as Kato and was raised with the same values that he was raised with. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, there may be some people who, who, um, well, you know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you, you, we get, we have women writing about Jack the Ripper. I mean, <laughs> they're not Jack the Ripper. They weren't out there, you know, doing horrible things. Uh, they're not criminals. I mean, authors put themselves into the personas of every type of person that's out there, when you think of all the literature that's been written. And uh, so I think, you know, I think uh, just knowing that there's, uh, you know, a very authentic commitment to uh, um, to getting things right yeah. is the most that we can ask of, of any writer.
0: And I think that's very, very well said, Patricia. And also how boring would it all be if, all white women only wrote about white women, or all all women over sixty only wrote about sixty year olds, or all black African American male people only. You know, it would just be mm-hmm. a very boring literary slice, I think. So yes. I, yes. I always appreciate when multiple facets of characters show up in books. So we have uh, the wonderful "The Secrets We Hide" is out, and now you're working on your novella. Tell us a little bit about that, and when that anticipates coming out. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a really interesting project that um, I
1: was uh, presented with one day and um, through uh, Kay Bratt, actually, and Tammy Grace. And uh, at first, I wasn't sure that I should do it because it was something very different from what I've ever written about before. And this is a series of eight books and the common link between each of the eight stories, and they're all novellas, so about 200 pages, um, is that the story takes place on a ship, and it can be any kind of a ship, and uh, so when I looked at the projected stories that, uh, you know, were being proposed by the various authors, they stories were taking places on different types of cruise ships to the Caribbean, to Alaska, to Panama, um, and some other uh, wonderful destinations. They're all going to be great stories. Uh, but nobody was writing about the Mediterranean. So, you know, <laughs> there was my link to France again. And, uh, and I thought, oh, okay, I can do that. That would be fun and uh, And so that's what it's turning out to be. Uh, my characters are are on a a smaller uh, cruise ship that is uh, based on, but not exactly, um, the like the Windstar ships. Oh, beautiful. I always see uh, on the med when I'm over in France, and they're much smaller, lovely white ships, and they all have like five sails, very distinct. yes and uh and because they're smaller they can go right into ports that the bigger ships cannot i mean they do access them by you know anchoring outside and then going in on tenders that sort of thing but these ships can actually go into many of the small ports so um you know i'm writing about areas that i know and love and um but my my characters really are not passengers; they're crew, and uh, so that's been kind of fun too. You know, so not not writing a story necessarily about people that are taking the cruise, but people that are working on uh, on the cruise ship and uh, what goes on in uh, in their worlds. So uh, wonderful! Yeah, and when
0: fun. will that when will those be released?
1: I think the first one is uh, going to be released next January. Well, and wonderful. it's a really interesting experience working with eight different authors. And I'm so impressed by the, you know, the lead authors who are organizing everything. But they have, you know, um, put out, they've got a, a worksheet and we all had to uh, agree to do one thing or another, you know, with promotion or uh, marketing or newsletters, whatever. And uh, you know it's a it's a really uh, cooperative venture. And uh, really fun. That's
0: that's wonderful. I can't believe that our time together is already done, Patricia. I so enjoy all of your work from the Bridge Club to the wonderful The Secrets We Hide. Congratulations on your launch. And mm-hmm. I look forward to more work and a return. You'll be my third returning guest at another point. Great, Thank you. I look forward to that. This has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Grace, anytime. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.